This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome home, Milers, and welcome back to another episode of Mickey Miles and More, a podcast where three friends talk about the Disney parks, the Disney races, and whatever else comes up. I'm Chris Eliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Dr. Michelle Scribner-McLean. Michelle, how was the Boston Marathon? It was really fun. It was long and cold. I look like the Stay Puff Marshmallow person. I had six layers on, but uh, it was really fun. Where I was at the finish line in the security area... It never stopped. So it was 10 hours of constant, constant everything. Got to see the governor, the cool mayor of Boston, the former mayor of Boston, labor secretary. Future mayor of Boston. Talked to Secret Service people, the bomb squad. It was like crazy. It, really interesting. But the best part was some really cool runner moments um, and some, some funny experiences too, where a, a lady, I was near the medical tent. So a lady kind of hobbled over. And I let her out to see her family. And this guy came up and gave her a big kiss. And then one of the other volunteers said, oh, is that your sister? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you think I'd kiss my sister like that? And she Very said, close family. Yeah, she said, she said, I was going to say, you're a really close family. Really close. Anyway, but yeah. Talk to anybody special? Yes. So uh, I was there with... Um, with some Mickey Milers slash Team All Ears people, Steve Cantafio, um, Phil and Beth Cordero, and Kristen McWilliams, and my friend Sandy Began, and and she we're, we at some point during the day talked to them all about Disney, and Sandy, uh, I was asking them how long it had been since they'd gone, and Sandy made what I thought was an excellent point that I wanted to mention. She said, you know, um, when I Back in the day when I would plan a trip, I would listen to WDW Today or I would listen to um, Mickey Miles. And she said I would get tips and I would do my she, she didn't say this, but this is my interpretation. She was that I would do my homework and do everything I could to make my trip go smoothly. And she would have little tips to, you know, get a reservation or get a fast pass or, um, you know, she wasn't afraid of like getting up early and doing that stuff. But she said she doesn't want to go now because she feels like there are no tips to do Disney anymore. And I thought, I thought that's a really astute thing to say. And I think I was feeling the same way, too, that I thought I'm going to try Genie Plus. I'm going to try Lightning Lane. I'm going to sort of get the lay of the land again. But really there are no tips to to doing any of this that are helpful yeah. anymore so well it's learning uh, a whole new system to the to the yeah but what are i mean there's no like we we got there early we like we we paid the money we did if the tip was to pay the money then we'll pay the money but yeah. um even that doesn't help so she said i don't want to go back because it's she she said i don't think that you complain on the podcast you said you tell it like it is but she said it doesn't sound magical and um but it just it really struck me that there are there are a whole group of people who you know disney fans but didn't mind doing the stuff you needed to do to have a a great trip yeah doing doing the work doing the planning doing you know listening to podcasts or reading about it but now what do you do so anyway well one of those people Mm-hmm. Uh, on WDW today was the Dean of Disney, Mr. Mike Scope. But Mike, do, do you agree? There's like, there's just, 
I'm trying to think, is there going to be tips or is it just so well planned? Like you, they have it so locked down, you can't figure out little tips and tricks. I think it's early in the process, Chris. I think it's going to take some time before um, a lot of us who are Disney nerds get to figure out um, how to make the best use of the system the way it is. And the thing is that um, there are a lot of different moving parts that have come into play over the last year. So I think it's early in the process. I do think that there are going to be things that uh, someone will think of. Uh, and uh, when we find those things out and how uh, effective they are, I think that it will be helpful. One of the interesting things uh, going back to WDW today and a few other places where we gave tips is that if everybody starts using the tips and they don't become tips anymore, and the advantage is not what you would think, but uh, I think it's going to. I think I think we're going to get better. I think once we learn more and more, um, I think things are going to happen. I wanted to give a shout out. I don't usually give shout outs, but I want to give a shout out to a friend, uh, Mitch Brennan, who is in Walt Disney World this weekend. Mitch texted me this morning. I wanted to pass this along. He said that uh, he flew in. I believe he flew in last night. He said there's nobody wearing masks at the airports. No one's wearing masks on the plane. Nobody's wearing masks in the parks. Um, he said it's not too crowded. He's in Animal Kingdom today. He had a 20-minute wait for Everest, 15 for uh, uh, the Rapids, and uh, 30 for Dinosaur. So I just wanted to thank Mitch for sending me that info. Um, but getting back, I think I think there are some tips. We just haven't come across them yet. They could be staring us right in the face, but we just don't know them. On yet. the app. Well, and a quick side note before we start the show proper is that uh, – I've been so busy with work. I actually missed yesterday the uh, announcement and planning for uh, marathon weekend. And apparently they all sold out. All the races sold out in 90 minutes. I missed it. Um, I didn't even know it was going on until Michelle said, hey, did you sign up? And I was gobsmacked um, that I didn't know and told my friend Nate. I'm like, hey, did you realize that this all sold out? He was like, wait, what? It went on sale? And so I guess, you know. I, I was so used to the last couple of years where, you know, things didn't sell out for months and months and months. And all of a sudden, for the first time in how many years? No, it's a, it's a marathon anniversary race. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was the big draw to that. But right. I, it's interesting on book to see people, you know, what the heck? What's up with the technology? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how hard can this be at this point? So, um, yeah, interesting. I'm sorry, Chris, that you didn't, did you want to? Um, you know, uh, we, had, my wife and I had talked about it. I was thinking of just doing the half this time around, and then she was going to do the half and the full. She was going to do the goofy. So um, that's, I guess, she had just said, all right, fine, we're just going to do the Key West half now. So she's just said, all right. So it did made you it look or... The goofy, goofy and the dopey sold out? Everything was sold out. I, I went okay. I immediately when you mentioned it, I went right to the website and uh, everything was sold out. And um, it made a decision for us. We, I had mentioned to you off air last time that, you know, our annual passes were up at the beginning of May. We were thinking of going at the end of August or the middle of August and then going back again in January. And to justify the cost of the annual passes, you know, we would go both times and it would be enough days to do it and with losing out on the marathon uh we've just 
kind of decided that we're we're just going to skip out on our APs and we're going to not go in August. Uh, the, my sons want to go to Ireland of all places, so um, so Disney lost some. That's where the Eliopolises come from. Uh, some of them the, uh, on my the mother's side. Yeah. The the Eliopolis. Oh, say that fast. Yeah, Patty O Eliopolis. Yeah, no, it's uh, my mother's side is a bit of Irish, and then Audra's uh, father's side is Irish. So um, that's the deal. So they, you know, so they they lost a bunch of money from us this year, unfortunately. But um, anyway, so we're going to talk about a change in plans. We're going to do some uh, magic makers. If you remember from last episode, uh, Disney has decided they want to bring back the magic to their parks, and they've enlisted uh, three magic makers named Michelle, Mike, and Chris to help them do better uh, and provide more magic feelings. Uh, last week we did a, a, a general overview, and uh, I think this week we're going to go right to the Magic Kingdom uh, and, and sort of concentrate on that one this time. And Mike, I understand that you have a list that is like a mile long, so I'm going to give you like the stage here for a bit and sort of give us a few of your ideas up front before Michelle and I chime in with ours. Well, my guess is that we're all going to have pretty much the same ideas. So I'd really be curious if there are things that that I have on my list that didn't come to your minds. And, and I just like your comments. But uh, let's start off with um, um, the general in the general area of entertainment. A few years ago, uh, they decided to have some characters in the form of Streetmosphere, Citizens of Hollywood, whatever you want to call it, on Main Street USA. And one of them was the mayor of Main Street. I also remember being in the barbershop and having a couple of uh, uh, characters come in and talk while I was getting a haircut. And I, I think that that would be a nice touch to bring back to the uh, theme park. I think that one of the interesting things that people would love to see, I think, as soon as they walk in and they start walking at Magic the, the magic uh, Main Street USA is something like that. So if I think having characters uh, to walk around Main Street USA, not necessarily all the lands, but I think walking around and interacting with the guests, I think that would really be fun. And I think that wouldn't cost that much to have a few cast members in certain roles. Uh, that's my number one thought right now for bringing back magic to the magic kingdom. I like it. I like it. Michelle? I think Mike's going to like this one. It may even be on his list. I would like to have the holiday overlay for from Disneyland be in Small World and in the Haunted Mansion. The ones that are in Disneyland need to come to Disney World. They make both of those attractions so much more fun. Uh, I remember Mike, you and I went on Small Worlds once and then got off and went on again because it was so the overlay was so cool. And, and we were just sort of saying to each other, like, can you believe we're doing this on Small World? We're going again. The outside, the inside with all the the um, the doll characters from different movies uh, just really makes it fabulous. And then the the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay for Haunted Mansion also, I think, would be great. I, I was told one time by a cast member who works in the Haunted Mansion why they have not ever done that overlay in the Haunted Mansion. And uh, they said that um, when they first did it in Disneyland, they had to do an overhaul of what they called electrical harness. I'm not sure if I understand what that is. And they don't have enough power 
to put everything on the overlay. Well, but that's why we're the consultants. Yeah. So yeah. they're asking us. We're good. They have to make it happen, right? I, but I think they can do that, and yeah. I think they're just not not well, doing it. It's on my it. list, so they yeah. have to do it. I, I don't care what the what the problem is. That they're, would be they awesome. Have to fix it. They would have to close down the um, the haunted mansion for about three or four weeks to do that. But I think I agree with you, Michelle. That'd be great. And those who have never been, Chris, you've been to Disney. Have you been to Disneyland during the holidays? Yep. So you know what that that overlay for um, uh, uh, Small World is. And you're right, Michelle. I remember we waited 90 minutes one night, and then we went back the next night, and we waited another 90 minutes, I think, to get in there. Yeah, because if you, I think he's well, exaggerating, but all right, whatever. I don't know, I <laughs> Mike. Mike never exists. <laughs> okay. Mike Chris, being hyperbolic. Um, <laughs> this is something that they used to do. I I don't remember when I saw it, but um, I would love to see them uh, project family pictures from rides and stuff like that onto the castle proper. Um, I'd love to see, you know, like you go on rides or whatever. They used to do that. Didn't I mean, they used to do that? They they did. There was a point. I don't know if it was Year Mil Million Dreams or what or something or like one light show or something. But here's the thing, you know, they got you tracked with those bands everywhere you go. And, you know, the problem would be like, you know, if somebody went on an attraction and they left the parks, they would pop up a picture on there and then it would not be anybody that's local. Whereas if you get, you know, the, the sensors in those bands, they can read it and then know they're going to be in the hub and project their picture up on the thing. It would be kind of magical, I thought. I like it. Yeah. Mike, what's up for you then? So I think I may have mentioned this on a previous show, but I think it'd be an unbelievable, exciting, and interesting um, addition to the Magic Kingdom. If you took the Pirates of the Caribbean, you took the Jungle Cruise, you took the Haunted Mansion, and I'm going to think possible of progress every day. One of those attractions would have within it embedded within it a live cast member dressed as one of the characters in there and the thing would be for guests to decide as they run these attractions is that a real person or is that an audio animatronic figure that would be outstanding if they could do that you you embed a live cast member into one of those attractions and they just rotate and so you know, you say, hey, did you go? You got to go to the pirates, you know, the the fire, the, the scene where the city is being burned. Look over to the left. There's a cast member. I think that would be pretty cool and pretty magical. Okay. I like it. Mm -hmm. So far, Mike's doing a lot of adding cast members to do one-on-one -on -one events or things like that. So there's a theme. I definitely have a theme for it to yeah. mine. You'll okay. see. <laughs> go ahead. What's yours? But this, this isn't part of that theme, but this is a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. Could we please update the Carousel of Progress most recent <laughs> family to be actually not using laser discs anymore and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and actually be a, a family of tomorrow or a current family looking into the future? Um, I don't think that that could, should be that much. I mean, every five years, I would love to see that updated to reflect the current technology. I think it would be more fun, more people would go to it. Um, so that's, I think yeah. that's a, a pretty easy one to do. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a couple of attractions that need a little bit of a TLC and updating and stuff like that. So, um, 
All right, let's see here. What's another one of mine that I've written down? Um, I was thinking that perhaps um, they would randomly hand out special Mickey ears to guests uh, at certain points during the day, whether it be when they're arriving or at a certain attraction at some point, just hand out to a bunch of different random guests, special one of a kind, you know, one of a hundred, you know, per, uh, you know, a few, a few per day hand out to people for to guests. And, you know, obviously they'll give, put it up on eBay later, but, um, but just the idea that they're randomly handing out these specialty ears. I mean, I know a lot of people love their Mickey ears and would love to have, uh, one of a kinds or one of a hundred kinds. So there's my I thought. Like it. I like it. Right. Mike, what's your next blue sky idea? Having a street atmosphere um, character show up at well, I'm actually, wake you up in the I'm morning. A, I'm actually gonna <laughs> I'm actually gonna say something that's good. Like there's three separate ones, but they're all kind of they're they're all pretty much the same. So I'm gonna loop them into one big uh, comment. One is bring back the nighttime parade, especially two performances during the summer bring back um bring back kiss good night i think that is something that a lot of people don't know then they should see it i think it's wonderful and the other thing is that i think they should rotate the fireworks i think you should have fantasy in the sky you should have wishes you should have uh, uh enchantment and i forget uh the last one which was i keep forgetting which was the one before enchantment michelle Dreams, uh, no. fantasies, harmonious. I, I know you just got to keep up with, <laughs> up with oh, names like you know, the, the wonder, the wonder, uh, magical. You know, they, they use the, the same ships. terms over and over again, ships. right? You know, once upon yeah. a time, I think that would be interesting because there's a lot of people who have never seen all of them, mm. and there's there have been only four or five, maybe six different nighttime shows. So why not do something every other night? I don't know if the technology makes it impossible for them to do it if they just plug in a computer program to do it but i think that would add some magic because you say i'm going to go to the magic kingdom thursday night because they're going to show wishes i'm going to go to the magic kingdom tomorrow night because they're going to show fantasy in the sky but i think that the nighttime fireworks entertainment uh plus the parade i think that would be that would be a good thing to do all right magic squad michelle what's your next uh, one all right so this is part of my theme i would like to rip out the swiss family robinson treehouse I don't think I've been on that thing in 10 years and put in Indiana Jones, the the ride that is at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. oh, I love that ride, yeah. that attraction. So um, so you'll see my theme is very much like do a, right. little, do a little more of what it is at Disneyland. It is at Magic Kingdom. But sure. I, I don't know, you know, in terms of real estate, but uh, I think that would be really zazz up Adventureland a lot. So I'd love to have that there. Do yeah. you like that attraction, Chris? Uh, the treehouse or the or the Indiana Jones? Oh no, Indiana Jones. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Duh. I mean, like favorite movie of all time, uh, yeah. Raiders. But uh, yeah, even if they did a new one, a new attraction, not even like because they have you know it's the same ride vehicle that they have um, in Dinosaur. Dinosaur, yeah. So you know maybe they do something a little different this time. I mean they've got some new technologies and they could really do a, an interesting one. Um, I didn't know that was your favorite movie. That's my favorite movie. Yeah. I thought Back to the Future was your favorite movie. It's up there. It's like, it, yeah. you know what it is? It's like, it's uh, Raiders, Back to the Future, Star Wars. So those are my, that's my trilogy. Um, here's something that, again, going back to Year of a Million Dreams ideas. Um, 
I would love to see them do a guest of the day who uh, family leads the parade. They get some free swag and a night in the castle. Um, they really should start bringing back that whole magical night in the castle thing. Um, it got such, you know, you get such good social media presence by doing that kind of stuff. Um, granted, you know, a lot of people will be disappointed that they didn't get it, but just the idea, I think the idea that something like that could happen to somebody would, would help. So bring that stuff back. I don't know what they're doing. With, what are they doing with that? The, you know, the apartment up there now, like, are they just giving it to like the high rollers, the, the, I mean, you're not letting really people stay in, in the park overnight. So who knows? No idea. No idea. Mikey. Mike. Um, so this comes under the heading of uh, taking care of your best customers. I think that once a week, a, uh, a morning up until noon should be uh, um, specified for the Magic Kingdom and only annual pass holders and DVC members are allowed in the park. If you're a, a resort guest, but you're not, if you're neither an AP or a DVC uh, member, no. But this is a way to reward uh, those sort of the best customers and also maybe a, a give them a chance to do some attractions that they normally wouldn't do with everybody else in the world going there. So once a week, morning, uh, Magic Kingdom, and you can change it every week. You could say Thursday morning of next week, it's just DVC and annual pass holder availability that's it hmm. you would tick off a lot of people who were paying to come down there and stay but what about ticking off the people who've been you know spending Look, money every I, year with annual passes and dvc members who are paying you know maintenance fees and uh i get it you but know, you, know, you know but you know like could you imagine like I, we were talking about like there were the, there were those people that were blocking off the road to the entrance oh, to yeah, the yeah, parks the other yeah. day um, and you go, you're ruining the day. You're ruining a once in a lifetime for some people and experience like, you know, people go down there saying I'm spending money and I'm paying for my, you know, daily passes, not an annual pass holder. I'm getting, you know, gypped out of, you know, a day. This is just for four hours on a morning. It's not the whole day. It's just four okay. hours a week. So no, no, so I, look, I, I, I totally get they, it. No, no, I understand. I think, you, yeah, I can. I mean, if I was on that side of the fence, yeah, I'd say, hey, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the, the idea of the magic squad is to make sure that people are feeling magical, but not alienating others. So, um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of, of rewarding the people who are constant, you know, Disney presence. So, and the biggest cheerleaders, we are like the biggest cheerleaders. So. Yep. All right, Magic Squad, Michelle, back to you. I'm going to close out my Let's Do This Like Disneyland series and ask that they upgrade Space Mountain so that it's more like the one at Disneyland. It's very smooth. It's got um, riding two by two. It's got the great sound system. I thought that was going to happen years ago. It didn't happen. I think that would be really fun. And also, Pirates make it longer, uh, make it more like Disneyland. It's like three times the the length on Disneyland. I would love to see that expanded, and yeah. I just you know that is for me one of the attractions that until I sit on that pirate ship, pirate boats, I don't feel like I've been to Disney, and uh, I and I love it every time, but I'd love to see more. So I'd love to see the Star Wars overlay on uh, on Space Mountain. 
Like yes, they do out in, yes. Or like change the music out. Didn't they have yeah. like the red hot chili peppers playing yeah, for a while or, you know, make it make every, you know, once a month, make it a different Nirvana or whoever, whoever, maybe not a Disney, <laughs> a Disney it definitely uh, does need singer, new, but yeah, Space Mountain definitely does need more noise in there. Like it seems it's very quiet. Yeah. And, and I think people are afraid to scream because it's, you know, quiet. Whereas when you go to Disneyland and everybody's howling because it's so loud. Um, but really, the the roller coasters just like our inexpensive local theme park, Canopy mm-hmm. Lake Park, in in New Hampshire, it's the Galaxy Ride. It's the same roller coaster. So, yeah. Um, yeah so let's upgrade that. Okay. Don't you think, Mike? Would I you go so. on it? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, here's one uh, that I thought about. Um, back in the day on uh, Tom Sawyer Island, they used to do this thing where they would hide. I don't know if it was paintbrushes or something around in the caves and stuff like that. And, you know, it was a fun thing to go and try and find them. Um, I don't know whether they put like four of them or something like that. I'd love to see them bring that back. But the the people who actually find it when they get back to the dock, they are given a voucher for free snacks for the rest of the day. So anybody that finds those, because I tend to think that Tom Sawyer Island tends to be kind of quiet. A lot of people don't go there anymore. Uh, They'll go there once in a while, but it might be a reason for people to go and find these paintbrushes and get a little reward for it and a little magic i like it so these next two are pretty close together there to celebrate the 50th anniversary and so during the uh 18 months is it 18 months or 20 i don't know how many months during the 50th uh, anniversary celebration um every once in a while there would be a mickey happy hour in the Magic Kingdom. But the happy hour would actually be 50 minutes because we're celebrating 50 years. During those 50 minutes, something like a Mickey ice cream bar, a Dole Whip, or maybe even a churro or whatever, they're all 50% off. Turkey leg, turkey leg? Well, it could be, (laughs) there would be a number of things. So all of a sudden you're walking through the park and you hear Mickey say, hiya folks, it's time for Mickey's happy hour. So for the next 50 minutes, if you want to buy a Mickey bar or if you want to buy a Dole Whip, it's 50% off or 50 cents. Well, 50% off, not 50 cents. I think that would be kind of fun. Uh, here's another one that I'm not sure if this one would fly, but I would also like to see a special uh, um, genie-free happy hour for one of the lands or maybe for the whole park whereby you nobody pays for lightning lanes. Everything is free. You can go into lightning lane. You can go into the standby line, whichever one works for you, whichever one you think is shorter for 50 minutes only, maybe once a week. And I think that would be good. Again, it's that mystery. That's part of the intrigue. It's like finding that cast member. It's like, when is this, when is entertainment going to pop up? I think that kind of, uh, that kind of, Intrigue, I think, would add a lot to the magic of going into that theme park. I do love the idea of fire sales. I think that is like a fun thing, not even just for the 50th, but just have like, you know, for the next hour, you know, something is, you know, merchandise, you know, 25% off, blah, 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 you know, and then let everybody go racing over there. Great stuff. I like that idea. Michelle, what do you got for me? This is an easy one, but I would love to see some dapper Danielle's and with the dapper dance. Why don't we have women doing that too? 
And I think it would kind yeah. of be really cool to, to mix it up and have some, maybe just, maybe sometimes it's all women or maybe it's a combination, but I think that would be kind of cool. Simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and a lot of other places too. I mean, all around the park, but um, all right. So my next one is, you know, again, this is more for um, promotion too, as, as opposed to just magical things. But um, since everybody seems to be on their phones, uh, I was thinking of doing like social media special moments um, where cast members would surprise guests with like food or characters or some kind of behind the scene event that guests can take pictures and share on their social media. Like I remember, God, I forget when it was years ago. We had, we were at Disney world. I think we were at in Becky's room and she had, um, remember those Oreo cookies with the, like the chocolate on top of them and whatever it was that they were specially delivered and they were special made. Like they were, they were, weren't like for sale anywhere, but I remember all of us like taking pictures and like, it was such a special moment. Um, I would think that maybe they would start doing things like that just to sort of give the guest a special moment, but also let them promote it on social media, which is a benefit in both sides of, of the coin. So, but good marketing. Yeah. So Mike, let's hear like 15 more of your <laughs> ideas. Uh, I actually have only like two, maybe just one, but I want to uh, say so one of them is somewhat similar to what Michelle said about Dapper Danielle's. I think that they should bring back the all American college band and let that band be at five, six, seven or eight musicians uh, go through the park and play music, you know, be spontaneous music happening. I think that would be good. I also think that there should be more music in Liberty Square. I think that they're slowly going to bring entertainment back, but I really think that that's part of the the uh, the fun of being in a Disney theme park when spontaneous music shows up. It used to be that way years ago in all the theme parks, and I'd like to see that. So, um, you know, on top of what Michelle said about the entertainment, again, this goes back to my very first one. You don't need only, you shouldn't have to worry just about attractions to be entertained, to enjoy your, your stay in a Disney theme park. Things happen. Uh, dancing outside Country Bear Jamboree. Um, uh, Citizens of Hollywood are interaction with characters on Main Street USA. The trolley uh, song at the beginning. I think all that stuff is really important. And I really think the more entertainment they plug into the theme parks, the better experience for people and the less complaining about lines or attractions. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the work, the cues a little bit better, give people something to do while they're bored in line instead of staring at their phones. But all right, Michelle, what you got? Well, you know, um, we are brainstorming. I don't know how this would work, but I would love to see more, uh, more. I would love to see any kiosks sort of like they have at Epcot food kiosks around magic kingdom. So what I'm thinking of is, for example, um, during the dessert parties, they have some holiday themed treats that they could sell those in a kiosk. Um, just something a little more accessible than, or a little more varied than popcorn and uh, pretzels. I think they could do something, they could do interesting things in each of the different lands that are maybe land themed, but it would, it'd be cool to see, you know, you know, thing like little French foods around Bell's Castle, and you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. things in, in Liberty Square. I don't think it would, you know, they have um, 
I always think of Austin, Texas and these these food trucks and little pop-ups everywhere. They have the pop-ups and or the food trucks in Disney Springs. Why not have allow the, the chefs to kind of pitch an idea for a cart and a theme of a cart and have them rotate through and it could be a nice little test kitchen area for something that they could launch into different restaurants. I think it would just be fun because with yeah. the the lack of availability of rides, as Mike was saying about entertainment, I think one of the reasons that we like to go to Epcot is to try those different foods if we're not going on test track, if we can't get on Soarin', um, you know, to be able to try something at the cart in the UK or whatever. So I think it, it would zazz it up for people and make it maybe more appealing for um, older folks to go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I think Guys, it, it, it does the it does the dual <laughs> oh, factor like though. Uh, you know, if they do specialty snacks and stuff, if any of them take off, like take off, like in a big way, they can add it to like the regular menus of places. Yeah, uh, yeah that's what I'm shops. saying. It could be like a test a test kitchen. Yeah. So uh, lo- allow their chefs to, you know, I really want to try out this, and let's let's try it in the we'll try it in the uh, you know. The Space Mountain. Let's make some sort of an innovative, cool thing. Oh, it right. took off. We're going to use it in the new Star Wars hotel or right. wherever. I like that idea, Michelle. I'm I'm going through the park trying to figure out where I would put these kiosks. And the one place that I think would be prominent would be across from the mercantile section in uh, Frontierland and Liberty Square. So, like across from Country Bear, across from. Uh, yeah, places, I mean, I there's not a ton of real estate, but no. there's that place near Pirates where they used to sell French fries. That could be turned into one. There's, um, I think, yeah. I, but I love the idea of, you know, I, of pitching it to the, the culinary staff and saying, we're going to fund for you to do this. We're going to we're gonna make this. So you, you get together as a team and pitch five items that could go into that kiosk that's going to be themed to Bell's Castle or themed in Tomorrowland. Um, I think it could be really fun. And then it would give people, a, oh, did you hear about the new kiosk that just opened up in Liberty Square? We got to go try that out. I heard mm-hmm. the blah, blah, blah is really good. So. Or somebody, you know, I don't know how many times you're walking through the park with a snack or a drink and somebody goes, oh, my God, what is that? You know, and it gets word of mouth and, and it keeps people moving and trying new things. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like, oh, my gosh, where did you get that? Oh, I got it at the kiosk over, at, you know. Right. And then people or, go, hey, we can't keep up with the, you know, the solar sandwich <laughs> they're yeah. selling out. So let's put it in a restaurant. Yeah. So good. People love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my next one is like sort of one, like I get, it's almost like a, a fork in the road for like three of the same things. But um, I used to love uh, when cast members would come up and, and ask you trivia questions. And if you got it right, they'd give you like a little piece of paper saying you got a thing right. I mean, like when I went, they had asked me an Indiana Jones question. So it was like no brainer. Um, And I got this little card. But I was thinking what they start doing is either if you get it wrong, they'll give you like a little Mickey sticker so nobody feels bad. Um, But if you get it right, you either get like um, a free fast pass or two. You get either like a full day fast pass lightning lane thing. Like if you get it right, if they give you a hard one. Um, or maybe even like give the family like a VIP tour. Like you get a, a hard trivia question. Um, you're a true Disney fan. Maybe one a day. It doesn't have to be like a big thing. They get, you know, a tour for the day or, or fast passes or lightning lanes, something to just to sort of spark 
the magic, but also make sure that these people love Disney. It's sort of like a, a you know, it's pulling the sword out of the stone type of type of thing. Mike. So this last one, I've had. I don't. I. Uh, this is something I've been thinking about for a long time, and I think in recent, with recent things that have been going on, I think it's important to say it, and I think it's important that Disney starts to put their put money where their mouth is right now. And this is involving the LGBTQIA plus community. I think that Disney needs to recognize that. Um, the park is open to everybody. I think they need to um, officially recognize gay days in June. I think they need to say, yes, we welcome everybody and we're not going to uh, uh, say um, this is just for children or for women. Uh, you know, I, I think they need to do something with that. I think they need to offer uh, either merchandise or create characters, not be so... Uh, subtle like they have been in the past. Not a lot of people realize that Ursula in The Little Mermaid was designed after that character Divine. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. And there was some something going on one of the Star Wars movies. I think we need to um, see Disney welcome everybody. Uh, and I feel very emotional about this. I just think they should do that. Read wholeheartedly. Um it's supposed to be a welcoming place for everybody. So it's uh, it's about time that they make sure that everybody knows that they're welcome. So exactly. Exactly. Michelle, any last ones for you? Yeah. Um, I would, um, I've never been a fan of this attraction, but I just think it's so outdated. It's hard to follow up that one. Thank you, Mike. Um, I would love to see them tear out that raceway oh, and yeah. make a, maybe a theater like a um, an outdoor theater where they have entertainment or um, a really nice themed big restaurants because I think the restaurants really stink at Magic Kingdom. There's not one that I, I would plan to go to. I might settle for it, but I, I wouldn't go to. So make make that something that is and that's a that's a nice amount of real estate. Let's make shows where you know a thousand people can. It doesn't have to be the Indiana Jones. But um, it's not really themed for anything, you know, it's not really Fantasyland, it's not really uh, Tomorrowland, although it's called the Tomorrowland, but that's a good chunk of real estate. Let's do something fun with it that would pull a, draw a bigger crowd in there. So Michelle's theme for today was rip everything out and make it more like <laughs> Disneyland and... No, no, I'm not saying Disney. No, I, I was no, actually I thinking like Beauty and the Beast, like some of the big theaters and yeah, yeah. studios, yeah. Um, you know, and maybe it could be a rotating thing. Maybe it's maybe like Encanto is the big, the big thing right now. Maybe we have like a little Encanto show and I think it could be really dynamic and interesting and hold a thousand, two thousand people and, um, you know, pull that crowd out of other places in the park, draw them to that. So I think that's a great idea. And you guys remember when there used to be a theater between Carousel of Progress and um, Buzz Lightyear? Mm -hmm. They ripped that out. And then there was talk that there would be a sort of a black box. I think you're talking about the black box idea of putting together this huge building in which you could constantly change things. And one of the rumors I heard, and I'm not sure if this is true, it's been quiet, that when you walk down Main Street, you know how you can walk behind the right side of Main Street? There was a rumor that they were going to build a huge amphitheater 
back there where they could have what you're talking about, Michelle. I don't know where that is right now. There's so many things that are started up and then they just drop them. But I agree with you. There should be some type of an entertainment venue where there is a theater like uh, where they could have, like you said, look, look at you could have the sing-alongs. You could have... You could have a uh, change. It you could, could have Little Mermaid sing along, Frozen. I mean, you could do well, that. We don't need Frozen sing. There no. Is well, but I mean, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they embrace that in uh, the studios, mm-hmm. but they should do that also in the Magic Kingdom. I agree 100%. I think that's a great idea. All right. All right. For one last thing for me, um, I, I was thinking um, I love watching on YouTube flash mobs. Um, you know, where nobody expects it. So I was thinking of having like surprise events, almost like a block party in the middle of the park, like somewhere in like a land. They would basically just at one point, just cast members rush in, block off a section, have a band play, give out free snacks and stuff like that and turn it into like a little dance party for, you know, half an hour or whatever it is. And then they just disappear and everybody goes back about their business and just sort of gives everybody a moment where they're like, what's going on here? And then, uh, and then go back to their, thing not long enough that people get annoyed because they can't get in or get out but just enough that um it would be like a fun little uh yeah. event i love so, that idea. that's fun is that spontaneity chris that we yeah. we are missing you know right that's a that, great idea i love that so that seems to be the big thing like like we said originally it's the randomness the unexpected um that's what we're you know we're missing you know you've said it and i think it's the infrastructure <laughs> i think yes. there's some infrastructure you just need to rip it down and start over again but no i think mike is always you know he's been talking about lately about like there's no spontaneity to our our uh vacations anymore and this sort of introduces ideas for that so um well i like all these ideas i think next time are we going to do uh the we'll do the other parks for the, for the next show I don't know if Ep- we could do them all, but we'll try to do at least Epcot. Epcot, yeah, that would yeah. be nice. That's a big park, so. True. All right, so maybe next week it's Epcot. Um, but for now, it's going to wrap this episode up of Mickey, Miles, and More. If you want to reach out to us with any of your ideas, send us a message on Twitter at Mickey Miles Pod. For Dr. Michelle Scribner-McLean, the Dean of Disney, Mike Scopa, I'm Chris Eliopoulos. We'll see you on the road and in the parks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.